0: Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike, along with Joel, once again, for another podcast. Thank you for sharing, by the way. That's how a lot of people find us. We don't have the budget to advertise uh, or you know, pay to get the word out, but um, non-paid advertising worked out pretty good for Jesus, so we're hoping mm. that uh, more people will continue to find our podcast and be released from the bondage of stuff that has just kept them spiritually poor and bankrupt.
1: Yeah. You know, Jesus did have a treasurer, but I don't think that that's how that money was used. You're right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I doubt if he advertised. I
1: don't don't think so. So You see this big sign on the side of the mountain (laughs) where he went went to pray, but while he was up there, he left this big sign, come to to my ministry, Jesus Christ Ministries. (laughs) You know, like today, it's so-and-so ministries. No,
0: he didn't do any of that. And, you know, if uh, if the tax man came around, he just went and pulled some money out of a fish. <laughs> oh, that's so. right.
1: That's right. And, and we should go and do likewise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Fishing would become a pretty
1: popular sport, wouldn't it? I think so. You'd have lots of Christian fishers. We would become fishers, not of men, but of money. <laughs> I have sent you to be fishers of tax money. Yeah, well, there's
0: uh <laughs> There's plenty of those out there in the ministry, I'll tell you what.
1: Oh, there are. But fortunately, fortunately, we know better, hopefully. But we do have a lot of learning to do, of course. Anything that you hear on this podcast, it just reminds me. I was thinking about this the other day. I I saw a, a really nice comment from somebody. Someone had posted something of ours on a certain page on Facebook. I can't even remember what it was. And someone commented that this teaching had uh, helped to restore the years that the locusts had eaten. You know, reference to an old something that happened in the Old Covenant that God actually did in the Old Covenant, uh, but often it's used metaphorically. You know when when someone becomes free and when you know, but anyway, this person obviously the years in the church were like years that the locusts had eaten mm-hmm. under all this legalism and bondage, and then we come along teaching this stuff and and somebody's set free, and it it's just I can't even remember where I was going with this. What was I even talking about? <laughs>
0: well, I'll tell you one thing, Joel. If- you know they were embedded with a lot of legalism if they're referring to locusts having eaten away their their grace. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Well, I think what where I, I remember where I was going with this it's just that um while we have been given, so to speak, these words of life that we share with other people and and it helps to set people free, We're still always learning ourselves. You and me, cap. we're we're always learning. We're always growing. Uh, we haven't arrived at this perfect, where we know the truth perfectly. Uh, we're we're sharing the things that have set our hearts free. We're sharing things that we believe are the truth of the scriptures. Um, last week, you said something about, you know, we've come a long way, baby, you know, since the beginning of our podcast, you know, 12 and a half years ago, and if you, you know, I've gone back and listened to some of our past podcasts, and I think it's still good. I think it's really good. But yes, indeed, we have grown in our understanding. We've grown in the knowledge of, of the difference between the two covenants, the difference between the Jews and the Gentiles, like we're talking about uh, this week and, and last week. And we've grown in so many ways, and I'm sure that as time goes on, we'll continue to grow. But it's just really neat to see what the Lord does. We've got this lifespan of learning nobody has got a corner on the truth. That's definitely including us. And so, um, we're ready and willing to learn and to grow. And hopefully as a person listens to our podcast, it'll, it'll be the same with you too.
0: Yeah. We, we get in this mindset sometimes that, uh, we think we know about particular things that you guys, you're talking about the same stuff all the time. Look, (laughs) there's, uh, I, I pointed out to Joel, uh, recently that, um, Look up in the sky and see that star up there and whatever it's called, the name of that star. Oh, I'm, I'm aware of that star now. I, I have knowledge about it. But have you ever been to that star? <laughs> That's the journey we're on. I mean, imagine how, how long it would take us to jump in the spaceship and maybe fly to Saturn. Take quite a while, right? Then we get to Saturn and we look up and we still see that same star pretty far away we're on that kind of a journey even mm. on some of these things that we think we know so much about we're only we as people as human beings with short um, with a, with a, a limited capacity to, to have this kind of knowledge with where we're at and, and the universe is a big place God is a big God and there's so much to learn we think we know things sometimes and we have learned a lot but on our journey, it's a very short distance from what there is to learn uh, when it comes to the to the gospel and life in Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. W- one of the things that we have grown in that I mentioned is this whole i this whole understanding of of Jew and Gentile. I was reading from Ephesians two last week, talking about how the Gentiles were strangers. Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But Paul goes on, but now in Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, and that's Gentiles, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. See, I used to read that, and I used to think that anybody, and anybody, Jew or Gentile, I didn't even I didn't, I wasn't even thinking Jew and Gentile here. I was just thinking an unbeliever in this world was once far off and now you've been brought near by the blood of Christ and and that actually comes through in some of our earlier podcasts where i didn't really i wasn't thinking jew and gentile but it says in verse 14 of ephesians 2 for he himself is our peace who has made both one and without that understanding of jew and gentile both i mean both what's both what are you talking about both uh, he has made both one and broken down the middle wall of separation. What middle wall of separation? What's he talking about? <laughs> Again, if you don't have this understanding of that there were Jews who were near to God, they were his chosen people. They had the covenants of promise. They they were the commonwealth of Israel. And then, they, and then you had those who were far off, the Gentiles. So this middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself as we talked about last week one new man from the two so out of G- out of the jews and out of the gentiles one new man was created a new man again we're not spiritual jews we're not all joined into israel but it's a new man thus making peace that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off, Gentiles, those who were without God and without hope in the world, and those who were near. Again, that was the Jews. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. That's the gospel. The Jews and the Gentiles were separated by this middle wall of separation the law of commandments, and then God took that out of the way and made us both one in Christ Jesus.
0: Yeah, having this <clears throat> this understanding, uh, historically and otherwise, between Jew and Gentile, it's, it's a big deal toward gaining a greater understanding of the gospel. You finished last week's program with uh, the non-Jewish woman who came seeking help from Jesus. He ignored her And finally said, look, I've been sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I'm sorry. And she said, well, look, even even dogs get crumbs from the from the master's table. And she her her answer is what prompted Jesus to say, whoa, wait a minute here. What you just said, you faith was demonstrated. Great faith. You, You have answered with faith. And see, this is a different thing now. And she was one of uh, several instances where we see Jesus did minister something good to Gentile people, non-Jewish people. But faith was what prompted his response. Mm-hmm. As we were, as he was. Remember now, when Jesus ministering on the earth for those three years or so, he was a minister under the Old Covenant. The New Covenant hadn't started yet. That didn't start until after the death of the testator, Jesus. So he's under the Old Covenant law ministering to Israel in the effort to see them redeemed from the curse of the law. What is that curse? They were required to do all of it perfectly and couldn't do it. He came to redeem them from that. We Gentiles were never under that law, ever. Not then, certainly not now. But she answered and, and, and showed and demonstrated faith. And faith is really, in a sense, the opposite of the law. Hmm. You know, the, the, law, the law doesn't produce faith. And, and so this woman exercised faith. And this is something that was going to be a key component inside of the new covenant that we're in now, faith. We know the law, the Bible tells us the law is not of faith, but that's what the Jews were pursuing. They were pursuing their own righteousness and their attempt at fulfilling the law through what they did, through their works, through the law. Uh, This woman came with a different ingredient that would be part of the new covenant in time, and that is the subject of faith.
1: Mm -hmm. Right, because one thing um, that—and we did uh, a while back, we did a series— called Why Jesus Taught Two Covenants. Go to growinandgrace.org and search for that and listen uh, to all 20 episodes of that. It's really good. I mean, we spent a lot of time, obviously, digging into that. Uh, but the one of the things to point out from that is that the Jews, Israel, they were seeking righteousness through their law-keeping. And when Paul says in Galatians 3.12, yet the law is not of faith. He quotes from the Old Testament. He says, "He says, yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. And so if you're under the law, if you're going to do the law, that is your life. That is what you're going to be justified by, or that's what you're trying to be justified by. If you're going to do the law, then that's what you live by. You live by the law. But... That it, but that's what but Paul says here, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And that's where he says, yet the law is not a faith. And so to boil that down, if you're going to live by the law, then you live by the law, and you have to be justified by your deeds. But nobody can do that. On the other hand, if you're going to be justified by, God's way, that's being justified by chucking the law aside and instead being justified by his grace through faith. And so how all of this ties into this is that, again, Israel, they were pursuing righteousness, but they didn't attain to it, as Romans 10 says, because they were trying to get to it through the deeds of the law. But the people who found righteousness are the ones who weren't even looking for it. And that is, it says Gentiles. They weren't even looking for it, but they received it. And that's because they received it by God's grace through faith. Now, of course, any Jew can find this righteousness as well. The problem is uh, what they need to do is they need to turn from the law and they need to turn to faith. So more on this uh, talk about the Jews and the Gentiles and how it fits in to the gospel uh, next week's Growing in Grace.